Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we're bringing you Season 2, Episode 18, Fearful Symmetry. All right, let's do this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can feel that you and I are both (laughs) very happy, very high energy. Oh, boy. You guys are getting a case of the ass this week. (laughs) So I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance because we're coming in real... We're coming in real low blood sugar. (laughs) Wild and mild. Real low blood sugar. I'm going to tell you a couple of things right off the bat for this episode. Number one, Josh. um, To be perfectly frank, this is not good, right? Not good. But before that, before we even get into that, Episode. The 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 play The Tiger by William Blake much much better, much it's much much more interesting than the actual episode. It's a poem, right? Yeah, it's, is that a poem? We should have um, Matthew Anderson on talk yeah, about it. Yeah, but he'll disappoint you, you know. So um, the poem is pretty cool. It's basically it's talking. It, it's literally discussing the fearful symmetry of the tiger and what may have created this tiger and in the creator and all this stuff. But what's just really cool is the idea of balancing aesthetic beauty with the danger of the animal. And that's kind of what the fascination was with William Blake with this particular poem. And it's cool. And, and boy, after I read the poem and I read up on the poem a little bit and I read about uh, just, you know, it's just really cool. I watched the episode. I was like, yeah, you guys, that's not what the poem is about. Like, you know how sometimes you'll see a creative work and you'll be like, oh, cool. This is going to be sort of our rendition of this. And we're going to show some homage to it. And it's going to, you're going to understand what fearful symmetry means. There's none of that. There's no fearful symmetry here. It's, um, like I don't. Miley Cyrus named a song after a Shakespeare play. And then just sat on a wrecking ball and destroyed walls. <laughs> it would be the same sort of homage. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's not good. It's not a good episode of TV, which is unfortunate. And what's really unfortunate is that I, I, this, first of all, I don't know what my problem is today. I'm a little moody. I'm a little bummed out for no reason. You know, sometimes you just wake up and that thing's right next to you. That little dark presence in your life and she's like i'm gonna make your day shitty today so how do you like that and you're gonna say not f- man but i'm i'm kind of a scissor sister with you right now because i'm do you know what i mean the, yeah we're it's not gonna be a bowl of roses this week you just wake up yeah. and it's like the dark passenger except it's not telling me to kill people like in dexter it's just like i'm gonna be with you today and you're gonna um for no reason that's uh i don't know what they call that that's probably something that i should uh talk to somebody about but here we go. Too expensive. Yeah. And then, then the other thing is that it's just like, listen, the episode bummed me the fuck out. It, it fucking bummed me out. It, first of all, it's not good. And then it bummed me out. I'm like, damn, watching this giant animal elephant die in the street, that kind of sucked. And then the fucking gorilla just gets wasted by a car and she charges into the fucking tall grass to see it dead. I was like, well, that sucks too. And they killed people? Like, what a fucking downer. Can you check these boxes? Depressing. 
depressing as fuck, this episode. Not fun. Every Not animal good. in that cage that's way too small for it, you're just like, fuck you, man. I hate that shit. Remember when, even, when we talked about three maybe being the worst episode of season two? Yeah. Wrong. Wrong answer. Just got, <laughs> we got a, and new heavyweight champion of the world, fearful symmetry. Wow. Look at, do you like my, by the way, here's how the day is going. Look at the live chat. Look at how it says the X-Files fearful symmetry. How do you like my spelling of symmetry there? Missing a Y, are we? <laughs> fearful symmetry. Awesome. Yeah. Other than that, it looks really official. <laughs> the, the glaring typo. Yeah, I mean, it looks professional, though. Like, yeah. Besides that. The video of the mistreated elephant angered me. If if watching those guys whack the back of its legs and yank on it and like prod it and step on it and and smash it, this is the thing. That, I know this sounds like cuckoo hippie shit, but if somebody pink misted them all, I would have been like, <laughs> "Fuck you." I have a real question for you. Go for it. Why is it? I'm an animal guy, like mm-hmm. hardcore. I I fucking love. I know animals. you do. You grew up that way. Yep, I love domestic Your animals. Mom. I love Your mom's pets. that way. My mom's a crazy Dr. Doolittle lady. Dude, Dude your grew- mom rules, though. Come on. Dude, I grew you- up, for most of my like childhood, th- this is a snapshot. Like Consider 12, 13 years old. We had five dogs, like mm-hmm. full-size dogs. Four labs and an Azores cattle dog. Tigger, rest in peace. I know. He's, he's a good boy. Five cats. Uh, two horses. A pony. I thought more cats, for sure. No, just five. Uh, two and- horses, a pony. Uh, two fish tanks, four birds in different cages, and then at least one animal that was being rescued from the wild, a, a wounded <laughs> rabbit, a injured sparrow, something that was in some right. sort of temporary housing on the kitchen counter. That's yes. how, how I grew up. It was, and, and I had the complete Dr. Doolittle set. And still to this day, I love animals to the end of the world, and I hate people. You know I hate people, mm-hmm. but I still hate environmentalist hippie cunts. Me too. I don't know that doesn't make sense because in a lot of ways, same team, bro. But those sauce curls, that dumb beard, the the preachy whole thing, every That's animal the must problem. run free, man. That's Come what on, people don't understand. Dude, man. people, <laughs> look, man. The only thing I grew to them on is being like, the, the, that gorilla should just be in the wild. I was like, yeah, fucking A right. Because this dingbat lady, what did you just steal it from that country and put it in a cage? You fucking psychopath. That's psychotic behavior, dude. Well, also, the preachiness yeah. is the problem. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. The preachiness, dude. It's the, it's the dude, that doesn't work for anything. Not for anything. Oh, you believe in God? That's cool. I'm fine with that. Oh, you you think I'm going to burn in hell because I don't believe exactly what you believe? Cool. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, you, you, you know. Not even you, that they believe that, Josh. The fact that they're going to confront you over and over again publicly yeah. to tell you that. I don't care if it's like a, like a Greenpeace hippie, if it's an Antifa fucking puss wagon, if it's some white supremacist with a tiki torch. The preachiness of any kind of extremism, ah, uh, you can all just sit and spin. 
Because it's, you, here's why. Because They're it's all artif- the same to me. It's artificial, dude. People do shit. People who do shit, do shit. Then there are people who just say shit. Like the, yeah. the, the irony of somebody preaching some bullshit from their like comfortable first world living conditions about some sort of injustice that they're speaking on behalf of someone who doesn't give a fuck about that person says it all and didn't ask for you to do that for them. Like that's brutal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. It is. It, it feels disingenuous. It feels like you're raising up a giant flag, you know, like. Because Kyle can pound sand. He can pound sand. Pound it deep. He can pound the entire Sahara into his backyard. And part of it, too, is just there's also, when it comes to animals, there is a outrageous disconnect with when people talk about nature and people's actual understanding about nature. That's for fucking sure. You know, like animals, you know, you want that thing to run free and live free and whatever. You're consigning it to an awful and early death at the hands, probably, of something else that's going to eat it. Correct. Terribly, when it doesn't want that to happen. That's how nature works. Right. But so, if you so open it, a cage, every time it's going to choose that. Yeah, and I don't, and that's cool. But there is like a, a definitely a disconnect about like nature is like this pure and beautiful oh, thing, oh, no, no. man. That's and bullshit. like, That's you bullshit. know, everything just coexists and like, you know, it's just beautiful. And it's like, no, like that, you know, like that animal is going to be like old middle age. It's going to be like a 48 year old person. And then it's going to get hunted down and murdered by whatever is one step up. Right. Or and just going to be to death. Yeah. It's going to be really slow and awful. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's a predator, it's going to be that age and it's going to, you know, miss two hunts in a row. It's going to not catch two things in a row and it's going to starve to death and mm-hmm. they get eaten by jackals. Right. But that's nature. And that's you know what? what? They don't feel sorry for themselves. No. That's the only good part of G.I. Jane. But. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right. <laughs> that's the only good part of G.I. Jane. When Viggo Mortensen's like. I never met a wild thing that ever felt sorry for itself. You know, like that's the whole point that he's trying to make in a pretty stupid movie. Let's be frank. Really stupid. But that part is kind of cool. Like that, that philosophy, right? Now, now if if you can provide acreage, holy shit, man, that's badass. Yeah. And obviously like what they show of like how the animal is being treated, the elephant in particular, it's horrific. Yeah. But modern zoos, Hey, I'm not like a huge proponent of locking animals up. I'm really not. But if you could give an animal sentience and you could be like, hey, here's a fast forward of how your life could end in like six months at the hand of a pack of leopards or in like five years, you know, sitting on your ass, getting peanuts thrown at you by a bunch of, you know, annoying entitled children. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Like some of them might take the extra four and a half years. They might. It's possible. Maybe. Maybe. I, I think not all zoos are created equally. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. I just know there's a lot of bullshit about that. Like, especially that whole blackfish thing. There, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of misinformation from from the good old environmentalist about, like, what's best for animals. In general, yeah, it's for nature to do its course. But the best thing for nature is less humans. So right. in, until we get better at killing more people or not breeding as much, it's always going to be a problem. 
Right. So, fearful symmetry. How are you doing? So, well, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about that because I think uh, Joe Rogan has a really good bit on that because he's talking about when you watch predators and a lot of those things, they're in tiny cages and they just pace like it's it's like psychotic, like they're going mad. Pacing, 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 pacing. Couldn't be less happy. But the giraffes, <laughs> Joe Rogan has his bear he goes, fucking giraffes, man. They're just walking around and they're, they're just like, oh, fuck, no lions today. And he does it with like the <laughs> African accent. It's so good. No lions here today. Yeah. So he's like, they must be awesome for giraffes. Cool. Just people feeding you like <laughs> canes and nuts and whatever all right it's funny but um so yeah the it's just a bummer of an episode it's a bummer because you're just like yeah this particular zoo is uh is this the particular conditions of these particular animals seems quite shitty to me tiny little cages and then there's the is this an x-files episode or is it more of like sort of the social commentary that they tacked some bullshit fucking conservationist alien crap onto it because it's real goofy hey real quick why are the animals ever invisible no idea because they're pregnant and they're adopted abducted by aliens Mm -hmm. and then when they get set down two miles south by southwest thanks Mulder with your fucking compass (laughs) they they bamf out of the visual spectrum (laughs) due to some disconnect in the time space continuum Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? I'm not even sure I completely understand the plot either. I'm going to be honest with you. Can you imagine looking at the expense report by Skinner? <laughs> <laughs> you, you spent how much time in Idaho? <sighs> Agent Scully, are you qualified to do an elephant's vivisection? <laughs> I don't see it here. You're really breaking my ass. <laughs> it's not good. Good news. Ep- Skinner has not tainted himself with this episode. It's not good. No. No. Now, I will say this. There's some, there's a couple of moments where I go, all right, this is shot okay. Like the elephant touching noses with the rig is a pretty impressive moment in TV. Yep. The first, the, the pre-credit sequence is um, strong, I think, across the board. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. It's like, what is happening here? There's a, I mean, it's a hook. It all works until you fail to follow up. But as far as the intro. Destroying the, uh, the, like watching the shit get smashed by some invisible thing. Yeah. The car is getting fucking just tossed around and then the road worker getting trampled and then that actual shot with a rig and the elephant and an actual elephant, obviously, coming nose to nose with this rig. Dude, it looks great. Looks crazy. So fucking big, that animal. Holy shit, man. L- Local Audrey's wondering, It's yes, it's a real elephant, and 100%. the elephant's name is Bubbles. And Bubbles liked the rig. Yeah. I read, which is One. pretty cool. So, they handled, so she was probably just like, check out this weird fucking thing. <laughs> this is an even bigger elephant than me. It's so big. It could knock that fucking rig over with one shove. Hey, Gene, I don't even know if you know this, but like <clears throat> elephants aren't dumb like that you know like they oh god i know this is their graveyards of like centuries before like there Mm -hmm. are different 
they're an entirely different thing. Like you probably just don't even understand that. <laughs> I do. Okay, Kyle. I understand it entirely. Yeah, the only other is, person I know that's named Bubbles was probably one of Michael Jackson's animals, if I'm not mistaken. I think a monkey. All right. And then a heroin addict in The Wire. It was great. Mm-hmm. Probably a probably a stripper at some point. This got this got to be a stripper named Bubbles. And welcome to the main stage, Bubbles. Bubbles is tearing it up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. A big round of applause for Bubbles. Bubbles is going to spend 90 seconds picking up seven $1 bills spread all over the place. She has to get off the stage, get off, and like like step down into like the pit for like the last two $1 bills. I got to be honest with you. I it's liked- like the saddest thing you've ever seen. You probably didn't realize you stumbled upon something quite funny right there. Because anytime you're talking about a stripper on the main stage and you use the word spread and you're not referring to her, but rather the money strewn about, it's it's a pretty good stumbling. I give you plus seven points. Thanks. It's, real- it's literally, a t- literally a touchdown. I mean, that one was a touchdown. Well done. It, it's as sad as the uh, the eyes of the dying elephant. Pretty much. Close. Yeah. Pretty close. One's like more of like a metaphorical like death in that your dreams and hopes are being dashed before you. Because well, the difference the cesarean is section scar on fucking Wednesday night just isn't raking in the cash like it used to when you were ten years younger. The difference is one of those bubbles is dying and the other one's already dead. Bam. Yeah. Succinct as usual, sir. <laughs> so the FBI gets called in because why? A federal worker was killed. That's how they try to do it. I was like, I was like, oh, it's a federal worker. I thought maybe it's, is it a federal it's that, building? It's that one lane interstate in Idaho. That's right. <laughs> that federal crew working <laughs> that one lane interstate. Dios mios, man. All right. So you saw nothing when the window broke. No one outside. No, nothing. We heard a noise like thunder, fuckers. <laughs> There was glass everywhere. My son was dancing to salsa. Because we're Mexican dudes who clean shit, bro. <laughs> we forgot to talk about that. <laughs> what the fuck? That was really something. Yeah. Let, let me balance this cigarette while I scrub the floor. Holy ashing fuck. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, like, what are you supposed to believe that, that Mexican people do not understand that you can't smoke a cigarette? I mean, you put the part that goes in your fucking mouth. Unless that's a commercial for how well he's cleaned that floor. You're like, oh, the floor is so clean, you could put the back end of your cigarette butt against it. This floor is so fucking clean, the fucking Virgin Mary would be proud to take a dump on her. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever the fuck they say in Full Metal Jacket. But yeah, it's, um, they leave. Mulder, what did the janitor say? Well, nothing. <laughs> Bummer. Could be a sonic boom, Dean. Like, uh, like, like, uh, like the Street Fighter character, Guile? Sonic no, well, boom. Sonic it would boom. have to be a Street Fighter character because not only did it break a window, but it turned these cars into um, <laughs> busted up pieces of metal. Bro, do you remember that level on Street Fighter 2? <laughs> kick the <laughs> yeah. shit out of the car, the car just flies apart. <laughs> the fucking best kicks ever. You're kicking doors off. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no Sonic Boom did this. I can assure you of that because... It's unlikely a jet could be traveling so fast as to create such a thing at this altitude. I'm making that part up. That wasn't said. Uh, no, but, you know, you could talk about tornadoes. Not really tornado season, 
black holes anomalies not really black hole season <laughs> Mulder, you're so cute he is cute by the way he's a master track he's basically aragorn son of arathorn hey because he's like hey look elephant print <laughs> on this guy's dead chest in an urban setting he knew immediately even aragorn was like i did not get that What's the, what's the adjustment to DC to track something on asphalt? You it's know how, be, like, if yeah. you look at tracking in the what's, in what's the, the hardest? Is it plus twenty? Um, it well, you have like hard stone, but then you can have like recently, like recent rain or recent snow or time passing. That all mm. adds to the difficulty. It's got to be. It's got to be a plus twenty. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he knows because he's Mulder. Sure. No cosmic anomalies, but um, Scully says an invisible elephant, and I like the David Copperfield Statue of Liberty disappear once joke. I do. And we meet Meacham. Ed Meacham. What's Meacham? What's Meacham about? Um, besides tropiness? I, I can't, I can't quite, I don't quite get him. He doesn't make sense in this entire episode. Right. I didn't like think he, so. He's like, I just love fucking whipping elephants, but then I'm going to team up with this environmentalist and murder guys? Just because I, I want to murder a different environmentalist. Yeah. <laughs> if they could just fucking get some sort of structural hierarchy, they could, they could rule the world, Josh. Well, he, you know what he is? He's just like a perpetual henchman. Sure. Like he he's can't a heavy. be, yeah. He, he just has to be heavy for somebody else's cause. If he was in a if he was in a nineteen forties mob picture, he would have the crossed white tape on his nose and like perpetual black eyes. Like <laughs> yeah. real real knobby knuckles. And you know, he when when he gets a hold of you because you owe money, he's like he's kind of impossibly tall in this scenario. And he just he does the like hook punches into your gut while he's got big hairy shoulders and like the light swings above. That's Is he wearing, him. A, wearing a wife beater? Fuck yeah. Of course. Sweating bullets on the sweating bullets and do bam you're gonna you're gonna mm. see you around here again, see? He's one of those guys. I think that's really cool. Busted to learn you're real good. And his name's Meacham, so he's kinda like a fucking hard nosed Mick, you know? Yeah, doesn't have a first name. Ed is nope. never discussed. I like that actually. Should shouldn't be. Um, Airfield Zoo, sorry for the holdup. We had trouble transporting Ganesha's body this morning. Ganesha, Indian god of something or other. I read that. Why don't you just call it bubbles? Which one? Why don't you just call it bubbles? <laughs> Be- call because it? it's fucking outrageous to call a one-ton animal bubble. <laughs> That's what makes it awesome. That's as abusive as that video that fucking <laughs> hippie Kyle plays later. To this call is that thing bubbles is outrageous. <laughs> it's it's like calling a, a a lion, you know, like you know, Mister Peter Patter. What the fuck? I don't know. I mean, it's like an outrageous, like, it just takes away from the essence of the animal. Look at that thing. Name it an Indian god, fine. (laughs) Name it Bubbles. Do me a favor real quick. Take a sip of your beer and relax. (laughs) Stress, man. (laughs) Bubbles. I think it's this episode is stressing me out. I gotta be honest with you. Pitter patter for a lion (laughs) is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mr. Pitter-Patter. Imagine if it was like the ghost in the darkness lion. <laughs> Mr. Pitter-Patter. Is it fucking just ripping apart people in the tall grass? <laughs> Stay slow. 
Mr. Pitter-Patter is out there. <laughs> They're hunting as a team. Cats don't do that. I know. It's crazy. It's Mr. Pitter-Patter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just totally make it like, you're like, should they kill it? It's named Pitter-Patter. <laughs> You got like fucking 10 Nigerians with like 12 foot spears. Where is Mr. Peter Pata? He's terrorizing our village. Africa is fucked, man. Well, that's as bad as bubbles. I mean, straight up. <laughs> I don't mind bubbles, but you do. And I want you to have this. I think you need this tonight. <laughs> I think I do too. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Well, anyway, they're big, willful animals, elephants. I don't know if you know that. Hey, yeah, actually. Kind of can be kind of cunty. Kind of oh, yeah. can destroy a lot of your shit. Mm. Yeah. So yes. like those elephants that everybody wants to like run free, and I do too. You know <laughs> what they do? They also tear the shit out of people's property and crops. Yeah. Because it's a one ton animal that needs space and stuff. Space and stuff. Yeah. It's space and <laughs> stuff. So we're, we're going to give them some in the Fairfield Zoo in this in 40, 40 by 40 cage. Hey, so you're saying there are problems, Mulder says? <laughs> <laughs> Willa Ambrose. Ambrose, this fucking will name. solve everything. Willa. Willa. Yeah. Hippie she's a, she's a naturalist. I don't know what that means. Do you? Um, you don't like to wear clothes? I thought that maybe was what it meant. Like, real big bush. Oh, yeah. Untamed. Like, like outrageous. Never bush. seen a blade. Never. Or Never. anything. No. And to quote, to, you know, to quote Hank Moody, some semblance of pubic hair is necessary to remind yourself that you're with an adult. <laughs> we don't need, I mean, we don't need an afro either down there. But that's way off topic, Josh. It's a real standing stone, though, of your personal pubic philosophy from what I've been tracking. <laughs> I'm not that picky, to be perfectly frank. I just play one on TV. Well, she's a naturalist, apparently. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be the uh, reigning authority because uh, she's now been hired by the Board of Supervisors, apparently. Yeah. Who didn't do a background check? Because why would you? Um, mm. We'll find out later. That's kind of insane. Fully yeah. vetted. She's a little standoffish and knows a little bit too much about the case already. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about her. <clears throat> well, Mulder, Mulder tries to do, he plays the empathy card. He does. It's a minus two skill check for him, but he tries it anyway. Are you talking about our, our are you talking about our cute little wooden boy, <laughs> wooden boy <laughs> who might someday be a real boy? Yeah. Our fucking Pinocchio man over here. Well, we're not here to take the animal away. <laughs> we just want to find out what happened. Not place blame. His <laughs> 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 fucking gears whirring. <laughs> we don't want your animal. <laughs> Fortunately, Willa has a negative on her sense motive, so she takes them wholeheartedly <laughs> to the <laughs> elephant enclosure, which is a garage it is a small horse barn that looks some real comfy tie downs on the floor <clears throat> a perfect place to hold an animal in a zoo to exhibit them to the public in a dark corner of a warehouse <laughs> where no one could see it anyway hey willa you're fired 
She, you know, what she is. She's one of those. An, she, dude, dude, she's an animal hoarder. You, <laughs> you know, when you hear about them and they have like thirty-seven cats and like eighteen dogs and they're all bone thin and like dying and it's really sad. And she's like, "But I love them." And you're like, "Yeah, but you don't, though, do you? You're a if, psychopath." If she could only own cats, over under, how 30. many would she own? Thirty. <laughs> And they would all be malnourished and dying. And she'd be on the news. Yeah. All right. That's what would happen. <laughs> I was going to say 22. I like 22. Alrighty then. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, Mr. Shikadance. Um, Sorry, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> every time they go to her house, I heard animals up there again, Willa. I heard them scratching around. I never take my home, my work home with me, Mr. Beecham. <laughs> ah, fuck. That's funny. Yeah. She was not happy with the conditions, Dean. And Scully's just like, why such a small pen for such a large animal? Like the obvious question here by, <laughs> yeah. by, by a human being. Yep. Um, anyway. Yep. Not happy about the conditions. She's here to change things. And there's some disagreements. The other thing is we learn disagreements between her and Beecham because right. she's a woman and she's his boss. You That's go, the girl. Theory, right? Yep, maybe. Um, and we learn about the WAO. WAO, the um, what is it? The Wildlife Action Organization. Wild Again, I believe. Organization. Uh, yeah, I just wrote down WAO. Mm-hmm. But they come up as a thing, and this episode also does the thing where it just kind of just. Jumps around pitter patter like a lion, like a very silent and <laughs> deadly hunting in pairs, ghost in the darkness lion. Pitter patter, pitter. <laughs> and, and his and his psychic sneaky paws together they rain terror. That's the hyena sneaky paws. Sneaky sneaky paws. Yep. Yeah. What about old they- slippery horns? <laughs> What about scary eyes? Which one is he? <laughs> That's the hippo. That's the hippo. <laughs> scary eyes? Yeah, eyes just above the water. <laughs> I was going to say crocodile. <laughs> no, hippo. Uh, I like hippo better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you end up finding that scary eyes is actually very endearing and is the one that is protecting them all. Yeah, right up until that fucker kills you. By the way, it kills more than anybody in the wild, the hippo. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. look, it, look it up. Because yep. <laughs> people are like, okay, look at that thing. Oh, I got hit by a car, but it was an animal. <laughs> uh, but right. the um, WAOs, can you imagine Kyle these? Lang. Can, can you imagine this cunt? Like, we believe any captive animals are crime against nature. So do you just drive down your neighborhood opening people's doors and letting their prep? pets run free and get hit by cars yeah 100 like every animal deserves to run free dean (laughs) that guy would get shot so quick but that's literally what this guy believes he literally he's a cunt yeah because he's a fucking radical he's a mindless radical he is yeah um and he also has like a really just not agreeable visual presentation it is the flannel, the beard, the hair. I'm not. It's, it makes him punchable. Very punchable, which is a problem. And he's weak, physically weak. So you're presenting a strong case, but like you're you're talking about representing 
powerful, powerful creatures. Mm-hmm. You, you, I want to see an essence of the wild in you as a person. If you're going to well, identify with that, I think he thought if I have, you if look I like have, you've not spent a single day outdoors in your life. I have a feeling that he thought maybe if I grow out this hair, and he does his old snatch face thing, right? Goat, the goat, the goat. Yep, old snatch yep. face. That somehow he would be, he would, he would feel like maybe he's more in touch with it. Never slept under the stars, Caroline. <laughs> Ever. Uh, think he's been in the woods, uh, like on a nature walk with the with the Boy Scouts. Six. Grade. Yeah, that doesn't count though, does it? Uh, but that's not how he tells it. All right. The first time I walked in nature, I just knew. I just like knew that it called to me. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just—it was just—it was just screaming to be, to be set free and restored. Yeah. You understand what that's like? It's pretty ironic that he's cagey when he's asked about. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> Did I give you cancer? No, just a little tuberculosis. Okay, <laughs> close call. That would make me an accessory to murder, wouldn't it? He's—he's he's clever about being asked about the liberation of Ganesha. On the spot. I'll give him that. <laughs> Imperialism over animals. Ambrose yeah. is distracted by the gorilla. She yes. rescued, but really put in captivity because all animals should just run free. Yep. Okay. Like Got right it. now. Like like Anisha ran free mm-hmm. in, into an 18-wheeler. <laughs> yep. So, Mulder and Scully out here. You know, if there's a sideshow in this episode... It's Mulder and Scully. Fucking A, right? That's beyond the 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 plot, like the whole story point that just is bogus, beyond the bummer of the animals, beyond all the silly shit. It's the fact that like Mulder and Scully don't really matter in this episode, and that's always a crushing blow. It's a sideshow, Josh, as if with the same appeal as like an organ grinder with a monkey. <laughs> playing your favorite Eastern European tunes on a hot New York sidewalk. Jesus Christ. That's about the same level of entertainment. Although, to be perfectly frank, I'd probably rather watch the organ grinder playing his barrel organ with his monkey. You know what I mean? I might rather want to do that. What borough is that in? Um, Staten Island? <laughs> <laughs> is that an Italian joke? <laughs> So. <laughs> you saying we're fucking monkeys over here? Uh, I could well, see it probably in Queens. How? Mm, don't make it a black joke. Careful. Relax. Careful. Everybody relax. Um, <laughs> but is the monkey free to roam or caged? Local uh, asks. Always free. Always free, free, LA. <laughs> um, we're, radi- we're radicals, okay? Yeah. So, but she's uh, she's up for she's in trouble. She's being sued by a country, apparently. Ambrose, yeah, yeah, yeah by Malawi. Hey, don't worry, they'll descend into civil war and Islamic fundamentalism at any moment. So <laughs> they probably won't spend a lot of time on that charge. But <laughs> good news, um, Mulder doesn't find these guys suspicious at all. Scully's like, well, they're clearly our prime suspects. Mulder's like, meh. Scully's like, did you see the night vision camera? 
they're going to be up to something else. And he's like, hey, I'm going to talk to animals. You keep an eye on crime. Mm. Okay. Okay, Mulder. That's a... It's not that far off the beaten path for him, though, is it? Nope, nope. Tell me about this $150 an hour um, porno <laughs> Skype call to uh, dude to the lone gunman. To two out of three, the lone gunman. Also, I mean... Hey, I sicked BP-9000 on this task. The, the in, like, you want to talk about animals, you want to talk about a bloodhound. <clears throat> you know, BP was giving me some facts, and... Um, I had this weird thing already about like why isn't Langley there? Like you never see two out of the three lone coming. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, "What's mm. up with that?" And uh, BP bloodhounded through the internet, and there's no answer as to why Langley is not in this episode. It's just Byers and Frohickey. Did he discuss the possibility of video conferencing like this in the year of our Lord, Josh, nineteen hundred and ninety-five? No, that wasn't important. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, no latency. Yeah, that's why it costs 150 bucks an hour. That's yeah. a that's like a I mean pre T one line right? Like what is that? Like I remember when T one lines yeah. were a thing. That was they still are. But when they, they were first, like that was oh oh yeah, like ninety nine two thousand. Like if you knew somebody who went to a college that had a T one line, oh and, like, god, they could access it. Like you could get access to that, and you could like bring a bunch of like. PCs and like set up in some room and like hook into the network and play like LAN video games over it or whatever. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. crazy. We had an exact friend who had that. Yeah. Hayden. Yeah. Well, I he what is. School that was. What's up? I don't even remember what school that was that we're tap, uh, tapping into. They had that. And then um, our boy Schwong, he worked at this place in Providence where he had that shit set up. Oh, yeah. For a little while there. Yep. But, um, yeah, dude, um, this is hilarious that they have all this information, which is so readily available now. It's really uh, funny. About the Fairfield Zoo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a, like, yeah, really UFO hotspot. No animal ever brought to pregnancy there. Okay. okay. Now you have my attention. You do. Are, are you going to, <laughs> are you going to fulfill on that promise is the question. I'm going to guess no. Um, Byers, <laughs> is that Scully? Did, or no, Frohickey. Frohickey. Um, I'm buff. I love when he says, yeah, uh, um, did anyone ever tell the camera loves you, Frohickey? Yeah, the arresting officer is the free James Brown rally. That's good stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, I liked it. I like it a lot. <clears throat> Don't worry. Mulder has left Scully to do police work and deal with the actual possible perpetrators. While our and boy Skypes. Yeah, she's calling. Uh, she's calling into Mulder because Blondie, um, <clears throat> who yep. looks like a knockoff of our uh, Drake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that's yeah. what you were thinking. <laughs> yep. I was trying to think of the actor's name, but I already messed that up once. Yeah, I don't know the actor's name either, so Drake yeah. will do. Um, yeah, poor man's Drake, blonde, blonde Drake. We'll call him. Um, going into going over the fence at the zoo. I think Drake's blonde. Was he? Not that yeah. blonde. No, not that blonde. Um, call him skinny Drake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he is? He looks like a mix of Drake and uh, our boy from Hackers. Dave, oh my God. Dade Murphy. I like it. That's uh, Hack the Planet. <laughs> yeah. 
That's uh, <laughs> that's Drake Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Pool on the roof must have a leak. Um. Anyway, he's doing. She like you said. She's doing work. I was right. I followed the kid from the WIO to zoo. He's just about to make it over the fence. I'll be right there, Scully. Now, a guy climbs the fence and he walks to the zoo. Scully continues shadowing him, stalking him. Let's cut to the fucking chase here. He gets killed by an invisible tiger? I guess. Why are the animals invisible? I don't. Well, I, why are you asking me? <laughs> are, you, are, you asking the un, are you asking the universe? Because well, I don't got an answer for you, kid. <laughs> I got to ask somebody. You're the only other person on the podcast with me. <laughs> I thought you were asking the universe. Well, we don't have a guest. <laughs> I feel like a guest. Somebody, somebody said we should have had Jessica on for this due to the animal nature of things. But that's true. Um, <clears throat> I just don't understand the invisible thing. It's never addressed ever, ever. Yeah. Um. It's not. It's, it's not. If you're trying to liberate a tiger, what you don't do is take an agitated tiger that's in a tiny little cage. <laughs> Make him invisible and then free him in the city. Because that's going to get him killed by many policemen. <laughs> that's called Predator 2. I've seen that movie. <laughs> Fucking Jamaican. voodoo magic, man! <laughs> the Jamaicans are like, not again. But that's what I mean. Like, If I wanted to liberate this tiger and I was an alien, I'd for sure transport it back into some sort of natural habitat far from the eyes of man. But it's not trying to liberate it. It's trying to harvest the... It's 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 the, impregnating wait, it. Wait, no. It's trying. To, I guess they are impregnating it though. Also, they are. because there's no like that's the only elephant. So they are impregnating it and then harvesting the embryo for some sort of galactic zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not all conservation. Maybe they're still on a really cool zoo. They're like this is a pretty big. Kids. This is a big market on Zellutron. Mm. I guess. I don't know. But. Yeah, feed on the chat. Hey, every time we say why, drink. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just this Pre- episode. Not prepare always. to get blitzed. Listen, dude. But they, we also learned that they were pregnant, these animals, when they check them out post death. Yes, we're not there yet. I just wanted to oh, focus on, on the invisibility because I just don't. They. Uh, it doesn't have to make sense because it really doesn't. It doesn't have to pan out. But they do address like why the animal was abducted, why it reappears, kind of. They address mm-hmm. it. But the invisibility um, is never discussed. I'm going to tell you right now. Why are they invisible? Like, if How? You, it, in fact, it's going to work to your disadvantage in every way, shape, or form. It's the antithesis of what you're trying to do if you are an alien conservationist. Because if you make a tiger invisible, boy, are you tipping the scales in the predator's favor. There'll be no gazelle left in like four days. <laughs> so that would be, a, yeah, that, that's a great like uh, score evening move, though. Maybe they were trying to do that. Maybe like, all right, humans are killing too many tigers. Let's, <laughs> let's make an invisible tiger. And maybe oh it, it just didn't stick. Dude, you know think I mean? about the. Think about the the mass evaporation of petty issues. If you were coming out of McDonald's and had to assume that there was a possible invisible Bengal tiger on the loose, (laughs) 
you'd suddenly be like, oh my God, it's, did you see the presidential debates, that part where he said whatever? <laughs> And like, yeah, how act- much would people talk about Donald Trump tweets if they're None. invisible Bengal tigers <laughs> no. that were None. stalking through like the highway overpass? It's part of my. It's part of my. I have this idea for like, for like a purge. You know, they do the movies Purge, yeah. except you just introduce super packs of wolves into the city, like <laughs> semi annually, and you just make people I run to their cars. That right now, right? They would fucking. They would. It, you're. It would really put people's lives in perspective. You Invisible know? wolves, even better. Yeah, maybe a couple of them are. You're like, whew, we got away. Nope. Fuck it, all of them. Just think about the, the leaderboard. There's 7 billion people. There's not 7 billion wolves. You got to even <laughs> not <yet>. score. <laughs> Improved, <laughs> improved invisibility, Dean. Dude, guy. You can attack in, <laughs> and not disclose your invisibility. In 73 hours, they are now 3 billion people on Earth. <laughs> like, holy fuck. The wolves are crushing it right now. And there, there's your, like, there's your solution to your conservation problem. Less people. <laughs> the solution to almost every problem that we have on Earth, less people. That's true. Almost every single social, economic political, every issue you can think of, solution, less humans. There you go. So if it takes invisible Bengal tigers, man, like, boom. Multiple? Holy shit. I'm on That's whatever, a goddamn bloodbath. Whatever fucking political <laughs> platform that is, give me the bumper sticker. I'll put it on my car tomorrow. Well, if you do invisible bangles, you're going to have greater results because a pack of wolves go after a person, you know? A Bengal cat is going after a person. And then the other Bengal cat, like we're talking one-to-one ratios here. At least, like, yeah, at least one a day. And they're also probably- the efficiency. Think about the efficiency of a cat as a killer, a big cat, because they kill really quickly because they always go for necks and throats. So mm-hmm. bang, that's a quick death, right? I also think it's going to kill you just because you're in its territory, even if it's not hungry. Right. That's the predatory uh, competition piece, right? Which, which is going to help. With the population problem. Because wolves, it might take a little while. I feel like, like wolves ah. are more efficient and they're more like based on results. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're evaluating your team of starters, they if, kill if, slower though. If you're watching far side cartoons, wolves have neckties on and they're, <laughs> they're looking at graphs. They're like, listen, uh, this persistence hunting thing's great. Uh, we definitely exhausted uh, Fat Willie. <laughs> uh, he uh, he had just gotten a Big Mac. Oh, that was perfect timing on the attack, boys. They're just high fiving all their paws around the fucking room. <laughs> I mean, great time to go after him. He was slowed from the Big Mac, and uh, listen, really, really brought that one home. Your your <laughs> pride of the pack, <laughs> uh, Vincent. Great spearheading on the initial attack. Uh, you really bowled him over, and uh, well. Hold on, I got a uh, message in the chat. Carmelita says, um, Josh, Google antinatalism. Oh, God. Uh, a philosophical position that assigns a negative value to birth. Antinatalists <laughs> argue that people should abstain from procreation <laughs> because it is morally bad. Morally bad. I'm okay with I'm. I think I'm on board with this. I think Oof. I'm an antinatalist. <laughs> Just like that. You fucking <laughs> Waco, Texas recruit, you. You're yeah. in one sentence and you're in. <laughs> it spoke to me. They didn't get to the part where they fuck your mom and it your wife. It spoke to me. 
<laughs> listen, I, listen, I'm not saying you can't be an, an antinatalist. I'm just saying I, I demand more research, a little more reading. <laughs> no, I don't need any more. The next article down, the case for not being born. <laughs> Sold. Oh, shit, man. That's awesome. Well, despite our best efforts, we do have to talk about the X-Files. Yep. Do you want to go to the WAO offices? Ah, oh, boy, do I. <sighs> Tell me about our boy Kyle Lang. Scully's laying down the hammer here. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle's playing dumb. Like, yeah. really annoyingly dumb. Yeah. Being cute. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Like, I don't know about my henchman getting murdered by a cat. You know when the mafia does it, it's cool in movies and shows? No, he's just... And it's not even believable. Like, this guy would not be this cool and collected. Right. He'd be pissing his pants if he's talking to federal agents. Well, not just that. Like, he'd be pissing his pants talking to federal agents. He'd be pissing his pants if baby Drake just got murdered. This is his only friend. That's true. Like, just got killed. Like, he'd be a little rattled. And he's, like, playing it really cool. And you're like, yeah, really? The eco-terrorist supervillain bullshit? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Scully's like, listen, this camera was on your shelf yesterday. Yep. And Kyle's like, I don't know. He was releasing animals under your orders. Sounds like a natural act. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Um, Mulder shows up. Scully. I like that Scully is still worked up, though, as the scene continues. She walks out. this guy. Yeah. And Mulder says that he looked at the tape... The attacker wasn't a tiger unless it was a phantom tiger? Is that what he says? This phantom attacker. Phantom attacker. Trick photography, he says. Deep fake. Don't worry. Dude, Um, do you want to hear something bananas? Well, now that deep fake's becoming something real, you know that you are good at branding when when the word trick photography just becomes photoshopped. Think about that. Everyone says, oh, it's photoshopped. Meanwhile, Photoshop's like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if your brand was a fucking verb. Well, Deepfake is the name of like a Redditor who like came up with the whole thing. That's badass. That guy's legit. Yeah, so now like, cool. (laughs) You're the king of disinformation. (laughs) That's kind of cool, actually. All right. But wait, in the chat, V-H-E-M-T, Voluntary Human extinction movement honey force send me a pamphlet i'm moving on from antinatalism this might sound like the third season of the leftovers (laughs) russ cole time is a flat circle all right all right all right moving up in the world um time to meet sophie Mm. right yeah yeah sophie which is some guy named john in a gorilla suit (laughs) come on those eyes those are great Those eyes are like, I hope I am getting paid. Has my health insurance kicked in yet? <laughs> yeah. this suit is it's, hot. It's super not gorilla. Nope. Yeah. Human eyes. I, mm. I, I guess they, I mean, that is, I guess, probably something. If they could sell you that it was a gorilla, the fact that the eyes looked human would be a good thing for what they were going for. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because D and all animals should run free. <laughs> and we're pretty much the same as animals, so human eyes, got it. Nailed it. Sold. <clears throat> but hey, um, <clears throat> sorry, real quick, Sophie speaks 
600 words in American Sign Language. She understands over a thousand. She's afraid of the light, and this piece of poop is her child. Well then, that's uh, that's impressive. Yeah. Interview all possible witnesses. Mulder says, "Isn't he clever?" (laughs) That was um. Sorry, I I was ripping off uh, a bit from a Facebook comment. Oh, I I just read Eleanor Butler (laughs) said uh, she was talking about things she liked about this episode. She said that I bloody loved. So obviously, she's one of other side of the pond. She's a British bird. Yeah. Sophie's drawing in Willa's explanation. It reminds me of the mother chat on my daughter's play dates. That blob <laughs> represents Sophie's desire for children, even though to you it looks like she's drawn a circle full of shit. Perfect. Got it. Yeah, we got um we got a She cops to the Malawi stuff. Okay, correct. Right. She yep. says, Yeah, well, you know, there's a chance Sophie could be taken away from me. Cause you know, I stole their gorilla. And they want to steal her back, mm-hmm. as, you know, people do. They're like, you whore! And Mulder has a great idea here. He says, have you tried to mate her? I mean, you personally. <laughs> have you tried that? <laughs> uh, there's no suitable partner, so it sounds like to me Sophie needs to get on Gorilla Tinder. Yeah. Basically, she's saying there's no male gorillas. They were... Looking at doing it, I assume with other zoos, but she was concerned because of her her condition, because she's all afraid of the light, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wants to be in the little dark room. Does she this, think that maybe the male gorilla just bash her brains in? Wonderful Willa Ambrose, who's so concerned about the animals running free, wants to stick stick Sophie in this dark warehouse room. Yeah, she's afraid of the light. So, um, Mulder is hot to trot on this whole baby thing. So. He's like, he grab is. a couple chainsaws and cut open bubbles. Yeah. I mean, Ganesha. <laughs> By the There's way. something comical about a giant elephant named Bubbles being flayed open. Flayed. One of and, uh, Jillian boy, Anderson's she... favorite scenes of the entire series. God bless her. Crawling into that giant cavity. And then she picks up. By the way, the elephant puss is huge. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uterine tissue? That's a that's a big boy. It's a real catcher's mitt. Yeah, you could say that again. <clears throat> what what um semester or year of residency do you learn to identify uh elephant uterine tissue that has in the past had a uh live pregnancy? I think three. You're three. You're three. Yeah. Okay. I saw it on um, well rounded. I, I saw it on ER once. Well rounded. <laughs> George Clooney was like, "This Melvin's got a huge pussy." <laughs> I learned that in year three. I like. I love how they're like before the, she climbs into that giant thing. They're like lifting away these styrofoam blocks of like elephant rib cage. I know, dude. It's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I've never heard talked about? What? Like elephants get killed all the time for. Ivory, obviously, right. which is horrific. <clears throat> and as humans, uh, and as a part of the VR EMT, ooh, you, you know what side I'm on? V <laughs> VH EMT. Fuck the hemp. Uh, well, are the you hemp. are you off of antinatalism? Or um, I'm, is I that an up. offshoot? No, I moved up. Voluntary right. human extinction movement is is a step above antinatalism. It's a bit more. Would you say radical? Yeah. Okay. I'd never heard one person ever 
or any article or any discussion about what elephant tastes like. Really? I can assure you it's on Google somewhere. I mean, I'm just saying, you hear people talk about killing elephants all the time and chopping off the ivory. Never heard. I mean, there's a lot of meat on those bones. Mm. Just saying. Well, well, they used to eat woolly mammoths back in the day, right? I, According to the BC comics I used to read in the Sunday paper? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't tell you what elephant tastes like, Josh, but this animal had been pregnant. Mm. What are you talking about? There's evidence of hyperplasia and the corpus luteum is ruptured. That's not possible. Neither is an invisible elephant, Mulder. You know, you just sort of put these parts in the conversation. They're just not good parts. Why is the elephant ever invisible, though? I Can the elephant fire in cloaked? Uh, here's what I need you to know. I'm never going to have... I can't help you. And you keep... At, and I feel bad. And um, I don't know if it can fire while it's cloaked. <laughs> As we know, Josh, most elephants must decloak before they fire. But if you eliminate everything that is not possible, whatever is left, however improbable. What are you saying, Josh? That they've invented a new weapon? An elephant that can fire when she's cloaked? (laughs) They'll call us crazy. Precisely, Mr. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. Yep. There we are. This is called the LSG Media Two-Step, guys. Mm. Uh, That's what this is called right now. Tying it in with the science fiction. We're just No, it's the two-step in that we're just sort of dancing around the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Not addressing anything, actually? Well, when you're dealing with Fearful Symmetry, or as it's dubbed on YouTube, Fearful Symmetry, dodging around (laughs) it is probably the best thing for this episode. It's the best way Mm. to read it, I think. Well... But let's go to the Blake Towers construction site in downtown Boise. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to that invisible tiger? Oh, that's right. I remember. <laughs> it went to a construction it's, site. It's and currently it engaged in cornered... antinatalism. <laughs> <laughs> randomly oh. cornered. <laughs> what's trophy... the other fucking thing called? Come on. The hemp? The hemp? No. The voluntary the... human extinction movement? Voluntary human <laughs> extinction movement. So, so is is Mister Pitter Patter? Did he start that shit? <laughs> I don't like you making a mockery of my political beliefs, bud. Hey, he's your spiritual leader, and I think it would be really cool if you wore like a lion mask everywhere you went. <laughs> that would be fucking rad. Let's be real. You know what I do, Dean? Oh, of course it started in the nineties. Couldn't be more nineties. Hey, real quick, Dean. Yeah. I wear a tiger mask everywhere I go. An invisible tiger mask. Oh, damn. Got it. We all wear masks, Wendy. <laughs> I still can't believe you've been on the Chargers. You hear that? Hear what? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, it sounds of murder. There's a, there's a VHEM tiger on the loose. <laughs> extincting humans with its greater invisibility. Firing while cloaked. Can you imagine full-grown fucking tigers in an urban environment? (laughs) Oh, God, it gives me a hard-on. Oh, man, it's pretty rad. It's awesome. But this is a weird scene because it's kind of... The Meacham thing, I don't Don't really understand the role of his character. I don't either. 
because this whole scene is about all right. There's the tigers there. They get called out. <clears throat> They're rushing out there. Meacham and um, Willa. Uh, Willa Ambrose. They're both going after her, but with their different ways. Willa's. You She's know, like, put the gun away. And then she, she orders him to put the gun away. I'm sorry. Are they in the <laughs> army? What? Uh, that's an order. She what says, are you talking about? An order? There's <laughs> okay. an animal murdering people in the streets. You can't order me to not stop it. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> and and then he ends up saving her life by shooting at the last second. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not invisible. It wasn't. I, I mean, bad time to decloak, Kitty. It's decloak. Mr. Pitter-Patter needs, needs a lesson in how to effectively utilize his tactical asset of invisibility. Mr. Pitter-Patter. Hey, rest in peace, Mr. Pitter-Patter. Um, his vision was pure, and he started the VM movement. And he'll always be remembered. One of the founding members. Yeah, he's got the, the jacket and everything. The first feline member, actually, I think. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think you're gonna see a, a spike in in feline membership <laughs> as a result of their efficiency at killing. So keep your eyes open. You probably should make a lot of copies of the uh, of the applications and uh, make <laughs> make them big, Josh, because they got big fucking paws on them. They just God. they just pop it to uh yeah. Could you just <coughs> to put validate. your paw print here and just sign off on this? <laughs> just one big empty box at the bottom. <laughs> A giant fucking killing paw print. <laughs> Fuck, that's rad. <clears throat> well, Meacham kills it. He does. And he saves her, apparently. Because he's, he's, uh, he's Meacham. He's hard to kill. Okay. They don't talk and draw pictures. Well, guess he hasn't been hanging out at the VM headquarters. So, all right. Can, can we, we go to a board member? Can we, can we go, for fuck's sake? The boardroom? Yeah, the last incident that left this board with no choice but to withdraw funding, I guess. All right. And then cool. apparently that's what the whole, the WAO might have been going after. All right. That's yeah. the tie-in is they lost the elephant, so that's probably why, like, you know, Baby Drake was going out there. Mm-hmm. So then Mulder shows up, and he's talking to Ambrose, and she's bummed out. By the way. That could be a fucking Bond villain lair. You have a giant wooden conference table with like a beluga whale swimming in the background. That Hell shit yeah. looks dope as fuck. Hell yeah. It's unbelievably cool. <laughs> but she's bummed. There's news. Zoo's getting shut down. Mm-hmm. She's going to lose Sophie. More than that, the tiger was pregnant. So Mr. Pat- Mr. Peter Patter is Miss Peter Patter, come to find out. Miss or Mrs. I, I guess Miss. Yeah, I don't know if she's married. No, I think she was single. I think Which in the really I think makes in those... her as a single mother, her involvement with V Hemp is even that much more applaudable. Right, applaudable. it's applaudable. Right. <laughs> yes, it's very, it's very congratulatory-ish nation. A- Dean, applaudable like a paw. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> applaudable, sir. I'll show myself out. <laughs> it's uh, it's something. Yeah, but um, she says, Ambrose says it's impossible. The pregnancy. It also kind of puts her in a yeah. Correct. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> uh, there's something ironic about that, or 
Would you call that a cat 22? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm fired. I'm firing myself. (laughs) Just do cat puns instead. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. It's so fucking stupid. I love it. Miss Peter find yourself in a cat 22. It's impossible. Sorry. This might Fuck. be the, the dumbest episode we've ever done. <laughs> Full disclosure. Fuck me, right? Ooh, that's good. I'm crying. That's fine. <clears throat> I needed that laugh. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. This seems like a good time to bring up alien abduction of animals for the reasons <laughs> of impregnating them. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. As well, one does. Yeah, because God knows you're not going to impregnate a tiger unless it wants to be impregnated. How similar is the reaction of Ambrose here to um, the chick in Star Trek Four? <laughs> when Shatner tells them they're from the future <sighs> and for equally good reasons yeah when she's like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard I was like I, I, was know. Like, I was like me too except for like a couple episodes but I mean it's up there uh, ask Sophie he has the balls to say yeah and man she gets on board pretty quick she does I believe she's pregnant, and she's afraid of them coming for her baby. So Mulder believes that aliens... Yes. Are alien conservationists, Josh. Alien Please. conservationists are interested in <clears throat> collecting the embryos of these creatures. And mm-hmm. instead of going for them in the wild, they're going to abduct them, somehow impregnate them, because they have alien super sperm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Maybe they're making hybrids. That'd be crazy. This is basically the island of Dr. Moreau. Yep. And they're going to abduct them, impregnate them, harvest <clears throat> the babies for their galactic zoo conservation project. Apparently. Because, you know, Mr. Pitter-Patter Jr. is going to do great on Reticulum 5. Right. <clears throat> There we are. Probably could have got those embryos from the wild, huh? Yeah, tons of tons of tigers out there that aren't <laughs> surrounded by people that you don't have to make invisible. Right. And you yeah, again, it's just a poorly executed plan by the alien conservationists, which apparently is a new arm of the alien hierarchy, so they're just kind of ironing out all the kinks at this point. You, you also don't have to <clears throat> embryos. You can just scoop up whole critters. Oh yeah. Track I mean, and beam them right up. You've got crazy sci-fi tech you can just grab creatures mm-hmm. you can just scoop them up you got transparent aluminum hell yeah put a fucking put a whale on that thing that's take right. a whale mm-hmm. go hog go back go back in time go whole hog why are you settling hey, for uterine tissue don't just go whole hog josh take some with you <laughs> take a bunch of whole hogs with you take them settle them hey what is the what does the gorilla say though? Light afraid or something? I forget. <clears throat> light afraid, afraid light. Got it. She said, "Baby, go flying light." Um, okay. 
Oh, right, right, right. To Mulders. Kind of bitten by Mulders. Yeah. He's leading the witness. (laughs) Objection. Leading the the gorilla, sir. But no, uh, I just finished up in the infirmary. So he says, a sheriff's deputy came looking to serve you papers. I think it's about Sophie. Right. They're looking to take Sophie back. And they serve her papers immediately thereafter. <laughs> she, she walks in like literally 10 seconds later. <laughs> and says, like, we're taking your animal. Yep. Okay. Now I'm we get serving you with a court order. Really hard to decipher. I'm not sure I can. We got to go. Let's go wave tops from here out. Wave tops? All right. <sighs> well, I'm well, in. I, I just don't. I don't think there's enough meat on the bones to understand what's happening. All right. So they take him into protective custody. So Kyle gets involved. What are you doing here? I'm asking you for help, Kyle. Help with what? Sophie, they take him into protective custody. Let her go, Willa. They're putting her in an iron cage as we speak, without bars, without windows. It'll kill her. Unlike my very humane, small, barred prison. P.S. We, Kyle we says, save this gorilla together. <clears throat> yeah. That's backstory. We'll we'll get that in a second. So they used to fuck, basically. They used to fucking rescue gorillas together. That's pretty rad. Well, she's <laughs> mine, Kyle. It's, sounds kind of hot. Um, gets a little weird though, doesn't she? She's mine, Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Well, possessive. That's fine. <clears throat> he says that's everything against. That's a, it's everything I stand for, which I think we can see why this couple didn't make it. <laughs> Some philosophical differences. Slight. Slight. She's pregnant. What? She's pregnant. I don't believe you. It's true. Bad dialogue. Well, what if she was? Is the baby going to live out life behind bars too? Look, Willa doesn't belong to you. She's not your child. She belongs to other gorillas. Not selling tickets for a zoo. Hmm. You won't help me? No. Okay. Well, she leaves. And old Meacham's driving around a fork truck carrying a bunch of metal cages with animals in it. <laughs> yep. Because that's what he does. That's what he does. Happily. Mm-hmm. This head of the zoo just likes to forklift animals around. Not <laughs> <laughs> the head of the zoo. There's nobody else that can do that job. Nope. Nope. Um, Scully shows up as Mulder's just hanging out at the zoo. Yep. What What part of the case is he dealing with? I'm not sure. Yep. Doesn't matter. Scully shows an article. Um, yes. Back back in... Uh, Naturalists. Willis Ambrose. days. Yeah. Yeah. She was a wild child. She sure was. Um, <clears throat> so... She's trying to calm down Sophie in the cage, uh, right? And then at night, a truck pulls up in front of the main zoo entrance and Kyle gets out and he goes to Willis' office. Right. So what is he trying to do here? <clears throat> I don't know. Did he have he, second thoughts? I mean, probably, but what, like he's showing up with a truck at night. Like mm-hmm. he, so is he thinking like, oh. Undercover like, of darkness. Grab the fucking out gorilla and get out of here. I guess yeah. that's probably what you're supposed to think. Wear your seatbelt, Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> he goes snooping around. Um, animals going crazy and uh, he gets bushwhacked. Oh, does he ever. By a and, cattle prod. Yeah. And uh, I, you kind of don't think he's dead. And then you find out he's super fucking dead. Yeah, he gets serial crushed. Right? Th- mm-hmm. That, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like that scene, you think like he gets like caught and they're like Mulder and Scully are going to save him. So you're telling me that when a small crate falls on his, on his body, 
that it's more devastating than when an angry Sophie attacks Mulder in a small dark room. <laughs> <laughs> the 800-pound gorilla, not as powerful as a plastic animal crate. Correct. 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 Yes. Um, Which brings yeah. us to the gorilla in the room. No, literally. <laughs> no, literally. Um, so, Kyle is Foxville. Kyle is Foxville, and Ambrose <clears throat> is uh, really playing coy about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, P.S. Sophie's missing? Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have any idea what... <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sophie's missing. Scully goes, no kidding. Imagine if she did that. <laughs> hey, is that no possible? shit, right? <laughs> no shit. Of course she is. Hey, you killed your ex-boyfriend and your little peckerella's missing? Mm-hmm. Real weird. Real weird. God, we miss a lot of opportunities, Josh. Local Audrey. Invisible elephant in the room. We could have used. We could have used the dealing with the eight hundred pound gorilla. We could have used it. Damn it! We're too busy with our cat puns. <laughs> cat twenty two. That got me. It got you. It got me. It well, was. It was presented so innocently and and beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> on the oh yeah, on the heels of applauded. applauded. Doll smile, shark eyes. Well. <sighs> Whatever their connection was, was over long ago, we learned. Yep. <clears throat> Mulder does what Mulder does and tells mm-hmm. Scully to go check out a body. <laughs> right? Go look, at, yes. go look at Kyle's dead body. Mulder's going to check out the warehouse. Correct. All right. Well, off they go. You think she killed him? Uh, I think she'd do anything to protect the animal, even weighed a top stack of crates for a former lover to walk underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Scully rules. Uh, that's what leads him to having her check. Um, and that's when I kind of get a little lost yeah. because conclusion is a little tough. Yeah. Can you help me out here? Um, all right. So Mulder gets to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. He's seeing movement. Meacham's there. He's moving around. He's got the van. He's got his gun out. Um, Scully at the same time is confronting Ambrose. Mulder goes and confronts Meacham. Yep, he's watching him. Um, and Meacham admits that he took Sophie. Right. And basically that they killed fucking Kyle. They being Meacham and Ambrose. Yeah, for part of this what? whole plan, I guess. Like, So Meacham is now like on the side. That's what I don't... like. Why is Meacham helping Ambrose to steal Sophie? There, there, I don't understand the reason why you would kill Kyle. Unless you thought he was coming to ensure that you weren't going to do it. Like, it, and it's so. And isn't Meacham the asshole, like, animal abuser, like, bad guy? So I don't so know. Now I think he's that, helping. They I mean, he shot the tiger, but it's not unrealistic to kill a roving animal that's terrorizing no, people. But, I mean, at least from Kyle's perspective, maybe we're wrong there, but he was a cow prog prodding the fuck out of that elephant and like oh was he in up. the video i didn't even realize that dude i think that's what we we're told you can't okay. really see him in the video but they talk oh, about like, the Meacham's, old methods the Meacham's chains on the ground yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. so he's All like right. this he's like this old school like animal abuser then he's gonna go off the fucking reservation and kill a dude mm-hmm. while helping ambrose to free sophie and it didn't really go like it was supposed to and Mulder's like, Josh, it's because he was under orders. <laughs> it's that. He's that under. Ha- 
It's that henchman <laughs> mentality, you know? Didn't didn't work at Nuremberg. Nope. Definitely ain't gonna work at the Fairfield Zoo. Yeah. But uh he's like, ah, ah you got me. Hey, fair game <laughs> is what it is. They Psych, go down. I'm locking you in the gorilla room. Yeah, let's go take a look at the gorilla room. Look what all over there at Superman. <laughs> Shoves him in there. Malter just gets totally outschooled here. God. Yeah. Anyway. Malter gives Meacham back a tranquilizer gun. Oh my God, dude. Then goes into the room. Into the room. Like mm-hmm. the animal's trapped in the room. Mulder, what are you doing? Like are the we animal's supposed in to believe the that. Room. What are we is- supposed to believe that Meacham convinced him that the gorilla's going to kill itself? Because if so, uh, it's not working for me. I mean, maybe. Because what, what else is the reason that Mulder's like, okay, the gorilla's trapped here. Let's call up the professionals to go deal with this. But yeah, I guess like she was kind of freaking out, pounding on the glass or whatever. Is that I, And that's what Meacham kind of sold him on. She's going to kill herself. Yeah. Okay, Ed, well, you're going to have to save her. Here's your weapon. I'll be <laughs> oh, right behind shit, you. shit, you're a bad guy? Oh, <laughs> this dude that just killed this guy turns out to be a bad guy. Oh, man. Yeah. And then um, Scully (laughs) Scully busts in. There's no Sophie to see. Yeah, because she just got white-lighted. She got white-lighted. Oh, boy. Gorilla go. Gorilla sky. Gorilla light. Man save man. Except not really. To save these animals, the alien conservationists are going to turn them invisible and drop them into really dangerous places. Where they and or people are going to die as a result. How did that get past the whiteboard and the alien conservationist meeting? Like, you're familiar with their cars, right, Roger? <laughs> You've seen the automobile. I mean, we've been surveying these fucking monkeys, these pink bellies for a while. They have cars. Why would you put an animal invisible on one of these big stretches of road where it's really foggy out if you're trying to conserve them? Fuck you, Floyd. I mean, like, pardon me for brainstorming. <laughs> hey, you haven't been down there. You know, you don't know. I've heard. And like they, you know, what I've learned is that every animal should run free. (laughs) You've been listening to the Kyle Lang tapes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Then Mulder does a real on the nose voiceover. Oof. After she sprints out to the poor dead animal because these people are all idiots. Oh God, it's fucking brutal. (laughs) That's a real bummer. It is. Fucking whole. It's like, hey, isn't this this an awesome episode? Ugh. She kind of blows at the end. Dude, animals dead by hit cars, like almost every person has like some experience relating to that. Sure. And Could that be them, any more of a, a reason to join VHEM? VHEM. Thanks. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what would cause less uh, animals getting hit by cars? Less people. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Hey, you get a 100% reduction in animals hit by cars if you get a 100% reduction in humans. That math checks out. Checks out 100%. <laughs> um, well, Will A. Ambrose and Ed Meacham have been charged with manslaughter for the death of Kyle Lang. Manslaughter? Are they suggesting it was an accident? That's straight murder. I was anyway. To, I was trying to think of an animal man pun, but it didn't. <laughs> didn't, didn't come to light. And uh, and though the courts will rule on this matter, yes, yes, they will, injustice will be no doubt served, the pall of greater tragedy remains. The motives of the silent visitors who set these events in motion remain unclear. 
Could this be a judgment on a global rate of extinction that has risen to 1,000 times its natural rate in the century? In active alien conservation of animals, we are driving hard toward oblivion. And if so, might it follow that our own fate in existence could finally be dependent upon the conservation of an extraterrestrial race? Or, in the simple words of a creature whose own future is uncertain, will man save man? Hey, Dean, you know what really bones up the drama of a, of a finale statement? Statistics. Mm-hmm. That's what really gets you. That's what really drives the drama home. It's just cold hard stats. When I used to be part of um, a, a very large corporation and we got together and looked at stats on Excel, it was riveting. Oh, it was dude, really it's, inspirational. It's incredible. <laughs> I wish he'd just done more of it. <clears throat> I wish he mm-hmm. talked about like extension rates by decade. Yep. Um, Cause and effect statistics. Yep. Um, how many endangered species there are, the rate mm-hmm. of rate of increase. Yep. Maybe bring out some graphs. <clears throat> like, yeah. I don't think we needed C. Mulder and Scully in the car. We could pie charts. Pie charts, um, graphs, flow charts, etc. Fucking. I just think v, it would have brought lookups, V lookups in Excel <laughs> algebra. That's that's boner town. Yeah. Hey, <clears throat> guess what? This episode's bad. <laughs> uh, I it, think I. I. Uh, uh, are we gonna do a listener comments first? Are you gonna are you gonna do it? Uh, when do we when do we do it? Do we do it before or after listener comments? Guess I, what? I think after. Hold you know that knot. Hold that knot. I think people want to know. All right. I'll squeeze the base, but <laughs> rip, grip and rip. Uh, well, I'm going to start off with Carmelita Verdez McCoy. Please do. This is a weird one. I've seen it multiple times but with just a little distance from the last viewing. The details get real fuzzy. That inevitably leads me to rewatch it and have the same reaction as every other time. A mix of skeptical resistance to the plot and heartache over dead zoo animals. Mm-hmm. best part of this episode for me is Mulder's journey from being so very smug at the beginning to working the case and becoming increasingly more concerned about the fate of the returned animals and the eventual doom that awaits the human race Sophie the gorilla ph- philosopher is also a nice, nice touch man save man mm. nice Okay. well done Miss McCoy alrighty you already did um, who did you read earlier Eleanor Butler right uh, just one, uh, just the second, second bullet there. Yeah. I'm going to do Diane Walker, Renaud. I literally cannot watch more than a few minutes of this episode. The dreadful, useless, heartless deaths of those frightened animals. One unnecessary death would have moved the plot along. For me, the thing I can't unsee is that child sobbing off the highway at the death of that poor creature. That was me at home. <laughs> I'd rather watch the Teso dos Bichos in El Munro Gira, Jesus Christ, as a rotten tomato double feature. Only Dean Josh can make a recap we're listening to. Help me find something redeeming here. Well, I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> Sorry no. to let you down. Hopefully you were entertained at best. Thank wrong, you, Diane. Wrong podcast. Um, Michelle French Gala. Gaia. That's awesome. Gala. This was actually the first episode of X-Files that I ever watched. Well, bravo for pressing on. Ooh, I thought, meh. Then didn't watch the show again for another couple of years. Good thing I give it a second chance. Um, we got a comment like that in episode yeah. one. And yes. I, I'm i sorry that I don't remember who the commentator was, nor what episode it was referring to, but it was a bad episode. I think it mm-hmm. might have been Space or Ghost in the Machine. It was like a bad one. Yeah. And 
and I think it's an old friend that has commented a lot. But can you imagine that? Like, that's like watching. What if your your introduction to Star Wars had been like Attack of the Clones or, or The Last Jedi, and it's the first time like you've heard about Star Wars, and then you're like, oh, what's this all about? And you sit down and you watch The Last Jedi, and you're like, huh, hmm. that's a problem. People are well fired, done for pressing fired. on. Yeah, couple year break. Don't blame you for it at all. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Where the fuck was the one I was going to read? Oh, Danielle Kutta. Whenever I watch this episode, I always think to myself, oh yeah, it's the one where they ripped off Congo. But then once it's over, I promptly forget this app existed. Not memorable aside from the fate of the animals bumming me out. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be the sentiment, Josh. You ready for this? Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> First fucking Torpedo ever. one is in the water. <laughs> is torpedo two in the water? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> hey, Dean. Yeah. Fucking hate it. We hate have it. arrived. Is this our first one? First. First of, th- of either of us. I think it is. Yep. We've had- Torpedo 2 is in the water. It's an Akulu class <laughs> attack sub. <laughs> There's, it's, it's not, it's, it's bad <laughs> that we've said enough about, but it's yes. also not fun. It's not, I never want to watch this episode ever again. It's a bummer. It's not fun. It's not even funny to like talk about it. Except for Mr. Bitter Patter. <laughs> but like, you know. Hey, Josh, would you call this episode <laughs> clawful? Feline <laughs> 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 oh, AIDS. I'll tell you, I'm not kidding. This is a bad one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. Dude, you're I'm, being unbearable. Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, <coughs> fuck me no but that's how i feel like it's it's a bad episode sure there's bad episodes the x-files <laughs> but usually there's something that you know there's some humor to it you can joke about it or there's a good visual or there's some kind of good hook there's not a lot of episodes the x-files that just don't like this episode is bad it's a huge fucking bummer. There's nothing particularly interesting about it. I don't ever want to watch this ever again. Nope, me neither. Ever. Strike it from the record. Fearful symmetry? Goodbye. Fearful symmetry? Gone. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Hated yeah. it. Yeah. What's up next week? Or in two weeks, I should say. Um, definitely not hating it. Dot com. Dot, dot com. Dot com. Hell I don't, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce dude. it. I'm saying it like dot com. It's... Norwegian, I think. Yeah, for sure. Dold Kolm. Yep. Well, hopefully we're not going to be a couple of sour pussies. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. You guys have a great night. Josh, tell these fuckers good night. Meow, 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 meow